0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: Some in the media were pondering the long-term and big-picture issues forced by the destruction of Cyclone Gabriel pretty soon after it struck. For example, two days after landfall, TBNZ's breakfast show was quizzing natural hazards expert Professor Bruce Glebovich about that thorny issue of managed retreat. But there's tremendous resistance And there are strong interests that will uh, seek to prevent this. There is still climate denialism, climate change denialism, in some of our leadership, which is quite frankly staggering, but it's a harsh reality we need to confront. Well, this week, the National Party had to confront some of that within its own ranks. MP Maureen Pugh ended up rapidly reversing her scepticism about climate science, and that gave much mirth to our media, but as Hayden Denell now reports, one major media outlet routinely airs similar scepticism from its own staff and even on-air stars.
0: I am waiting on the evidence from the Minister that provides that evidence. Christopher Luxon says there's no room for climate change deniers in his caucus. Yes, no, of course not, I'm not denying climate change, I've seen the evidence of it. We have we have cooled and warmed, cooled and warmed over millions but of years. But you don't think the current climate change is down to humans? I, I have yet to see. Uh, what the evidence is that they are providing about
1: that. That's Maureen Pugh asking Climate Minister James Shaw to help her track down some evidence for the most extensively studied environmental phenomenon of the last 50 years. The West Coast Tasman MP was quickly rebuffed by her own party over her request for research assistance. National's Deputy Leader Nicola Willis kindly offered to save Shaw some trouble and lend Pugh her own reading material.
2: I've got a lot she can read. She's going to be doing a lot of reading.
1: Three hours later, Pew had apparently skimmed enough of the evidence to convince herself that anthropogenic climate change is real after all.
0: I regret that my comments this morning were a bit unclear and will have led some to think that I am questioning the causes of climate change and that is clearly not my position. I accept the scientific consensus that human-induced climate change is real and there is a need to curb greenhouse gas
1: emissions. As a National Party communications staffer stood centimetres behind her, Pew insisted she was speaking of her own volition.
0: Is this what you, be- is this, is this what you believe or is this what you've been told to say? This, these are my words. Have you been told to say this? I have not been instructed to say this at all.
1: If Pew got the idea there's no evidence for man-made climate change, perhaps it's just because she's been listening to the output of one of our major media companies. Her initial apparently regrettable statement to reporters echoed almost word for word what Layton Smith had to say in the most recent episode of his popular NZME podcast.
2: A number of years ago, quite a few now, I donated $1,000. Well, I promised $1,000 to a fund that Terry Dunleavy was organising as. Reward, a prize, if you like, for anybody who could prove that man is responsible for climate change. Nobody would take it on. People were challenged. They wouldn't take it on. And there's a reason they won't take it on because they can't. And the same principle applies to James Shaw, who won't waste his time explaining anthropogenic global uh, warming or climate change to people who ask him because he can't. And he can't because there is none. No scientific established evidence. It's that simple. Don't take my word for it. Ask him to do it. Ask others to do it. Ask any politician to do it. They won't. They can't.
1: Leighton Smith would be out of pocket if he could accept the findings of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the World Meteorological Organization, the World Health Organization, or the United Nations or the American Geophysical Union, the European Federation of Geologists, the Royal Meteorological Society, or the American Medical Association, but presumably those agencies don't cut the mustard when it comes to the standard of inquiry demanded by a former talkback host with no scientific qualifications. This isn't an isolated incident. Smith has used his platform to cast doubt on man-made climate change for decades. That wouldn't be such a concern if he were a lone voice shouting into the void, but his podcast goes out to thousands of people, and it's introduced like this. Debate. Let's go, let's go,
2: let's go, let's go. Now, the Layton Smith Podcast, powered by Newstalk ZB.
1: Smith isn't the only one at News Talk ZB that's dabbled in forms of climate denial or, at the least, climate change minimisation. The station's most popular host, Mike Hosking, had this to say on TVNZ 7 sharp back in 2014. Bad news, I'm afraid. The IPCC,
3: the International Panel on Climate Change, has issued its latest report. It's 2,600 pages long and spans 32 volumes, but I can I can sum it up for you. We're stuffed. The seas are rising, uh, the storms are coming, the locusts are close, we are going to climatic hell in a handcart. That's, of course, if you believe them, which, as it turns out, I don't. 20 years ago, they said we had 20 years to turn things around. We haven't. The Kyoto Protocol was a last-ditch attempt to save us all. No-one adhered to it. The lesson they have not learnt is that freaking people out doesn't get buy-in. I mean, if the Met Service struggles with the accuracy of a five-day forecast, I'm thinking a long-range prediction that takes in 86 years might be a bit dodgy. So my advice, don't let it ruin your night.
1: In recent years, Hosking has taken to accepting that climate change is happening while arguing we shouldn't have to do too much about it. Here he is in 2019.
3: This seems in so many respects an ironic age, don't you think? We're running a very real risk, I think, of curtailing our lives and our outlooks on what might turn out to be a fad or a whim. Climate change, I talk of Climate change and its obsession is taking over rational thought these days. Now, this is not to say that climate change isn't real, that it is to say we don't know what to do about it, we might think we do, but we don't really.
1: Perhaps Willis can let him borrow her books after Pew is done with them because there's a lot of research, including from the IPCC, on the most effective ways to combat climate change. Hosking's colleague Heather Duplessis allen has occupied a similar position, arguing climate change isn't important enough to be at the top of the government's policy agenda in this editorial from 2020.
3: You
0: know, I know I'm not actually supposed to say it, but bugger it, I'm just going to say it anyway. Climate change is not the biggest problem that this country has at the moment. It is not our biggest priority. We are responsible in New Zealand for about 0.17% at last count of global emissions. And yet today, here we have this farce of the government declaring a climate change emergency.
1: In 2022, she followed that with another similarly themed missive headline, Does Climate Change Really Matter When Push Comes to Shove? As it turns out, it does. Here she is again following cyclone Gabrielle.
0: You know, in the last couple of days, I've read versions of the same headline over and over again. Will this be the climate crisis event that finally spurs action? Do you know what? I think it might be. I think for a lot of people, this might be the summer that finally drives home the fact that climate change is coming at you.
1: Maybe that action would have been spurred earlier if more of our leading commentators had used their platform to explain why climate change is an issue that matters to New Zealanders. At least these commentators are coming round to the idea that climate change is kind of a big deal. Over at The Herald, opinion writer John Rowan has clung to a different line for the better part of 20 years. In 2007, he described himself as a climate sceptic and said that, with luck, climate change would soon go the way of the recently approaching ice age. In 2009, he said this. The public senses, I think, that either the problem is wildly overstated or the solution's ridiculously inadequate. Either way, it is hard to take climate change seriously. In 2014, he scoffed at the idea of the sea rising by half a metre and compared climate mitigation to what he saw as unnecessary earthquake-strengthening measures. Major earthquakes are terrifying, but the threat to life in old buildings is probably no greater than the dire consequences predicted from climate change. Both could be given that reliable Kiwi risk assessment. She'll be right. In 2017, one year after the Herald signed up to Covering Climate Now, which calls for responsible climate reporting, Rowan wrote a column shrugging off a dismal summer that many linked to the effects of climate change under the headline Year of Extreme Weather Not So Bad. Credit to Rowan, he's consistent. Even with huge swathes of Auckland flooded and Tairawhiti and Hawke's Bay devastated by a climate change fueled cyclone, he's stuck to his guns. He began his column on February 18, noting that people in the background of the cyclone coverage on TV news were generally smiling before positing that those grins were evidence of our nation's sunny outlook on a warming future beset by regular meteorological disasters. Climate change is here and we know now we're going to be all right. There are several people across the country who might call that assessment into question, including Tolega Bay farmer Bridget Parker. Here she is speaking to RNZ about the damage Gabrielle did to her community.
0: We knew Gabrielle could be bad. We we prepared for the worst, but nothing prepares you for this
1: carnage. Or as Hawke's Bay resident Andrew Biggs put it on Twitter. We are smiling because if we don't, our kids will cry. The sobering reality facing Parker, Biggs and many others has reinforced a broad consensus on New Zealand's need to mitigate and adapt to climate change. As Maureen Pugh showed earlier this week, not believing the science on man-made climate change or the need to curb greenhouse gas emissions is now too extreme a position for either of our major political parties. For some reason, the same can't be said of all of our major media organisations.